Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. Authentic conversations with modern medicine women and goddess penores alike, inspiring you to build your queendom with grace. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and I'm so excited to be here with you. How has the eclipse portal been for you? I know... Ooh, for me, I've been feeling like waves of emotion and it's been really gnarly at times, but then also it's been so beautiful at times. And I know the gnarly times are that like perfect breeding ground for me to really cultivate and really anchor in what it is I am worthy of experiencing in this lifetime. And It's not always easy to do that deep inner child healing work, but it's super necessary. And as someone I've been sharing a lot with social media, you know, I'm not going to be a spiritual teacher that just sugarcoats everything because sometimes it gets shitty, right? But it's still beautiful and it's still perfect because that is simply an opportunity for growth. And I've been talking to so many people lately and they've all been feeling these like really gnarly and intense waves of emotions and it's completely normal and we've been having so many sun flares going on which really makes us even more sensitive are like we're more drained there's just a lot of energy happening right now and it's all good I just really want you to really be gentle with yourself and this episode super special I had one of my really good girlfriends who lives out here in Joshua Tree with me Evelyn von Zuhl of Astrum Council She came over and we had a little mescal ceremony and we were talking the day after the eclipse about, you know, the energy of the eclipse and how and what is really going on in our political system and how we as light leaders and conscious beings can really bless up our current political thing we've got going on in the world and it was really funny you'll hear more about the episode but I just really I see that there's you know there's never a coincidence right it's all of this is synchronistically guided and there's just been so much healing that I'm seeing and it's really having me get to a point where not only one stop playing the victim but two like how can I offer more love and compassion. It's kind of like being tested in a way of how are you going to really show up? And with tax season coming along, you know, it's just really interesting too because, I mean, we had an episode a couple weeks ago with uh, Laura Rose Duong and the Modern Money Witch and money has been such a hot topic lately because we need to be able to use our money and create money and become a league of conscious you know, conscious millionaires that are using our money for a greater good rather than what we're seeing where people are using money for greed and their own kind of benefit. And I know a lot of conscious being part of a conscious millionaire group and a group of people, we're going to be using that money to really help our brothers and sisters to really support, to really give back, to use our money to vote you know and to really support our other brothers and sisters who are entrepreneurs that are really following their heart and doing the work and I just feel really grateful for the people that have been in my life lately and we're all just really surrendering our fears and our limitations that we once believed to be true around money 
and we're seeing money as a power as an as energy and using that as a way to really benefit the greater good and uh recently i went to evelyn's taxes for creative class and it really helped me heal my relationship with money um it's been a hot topic that i've been talking about a lot and I think it's just so pivotal right now because we need to reclaim our our power back from the patriarchal system that's really kept us from playing small and I think kept us playing small I should say and I really feel and I think that like so much of this like feminine energy that's coming up not just for women or people who identify as a woman but also just coming up uh in as the feminine energy within each of us a lot of that is really cutting through and breaking through. And a lot of that even has to go with the idea of healing the limitations that were placed on many of us who were possibly raised Judeo-Christian. And I know Evelyn and I talked about it in this episode, but I know for me, like I've had to really do some deep healing around wounds about my the way I was taught to believe about God and you know the limits and the shame and the guilt and all of that that has been going on for generations and if we really go back to history like Christianity and even Catholicism more so is really ruled by the patriarchal system of like the man the man the man but as more and more women are really stepping up and reclaiming their power back there's been kind of like a power struggle that's going on between the masculine and feminine and something I'm so passionate about as you've been hearing from previous episodes and seeing on Instagram I'm really passionate about finding that balance between the masculine and the feminine so we can come from that space of neutrality and allow ourselves to be this open vessel where we can see both sides and being a Gemini you know I'm mutable and so I can see both sides of what's happening And so, again, even with politics, I'm seeing, like, how can I infuse more of the spiritual element into politics? Um, Because I'm really working as a student of A Course in Miracles. I'm on starting year six of really jumping into this book. And it's just really about, like, healing that perception that there is separateness where there's a point where I begin and you and I end and then you start. That doesn't happen. Like, there is none of that kind of thing where you're all one we're all in this together and so I just really want you to remember that we need to stop getting out of the victim mentality about what's going on in the world and we need to reclaim our power and be like okay how can we get involved how can we be more responsible how can we really show up in the world sharing our gifts and what we believe in our hearts and allowing our hearts to really take the lead because right now we have to really work on balancing powers between the head and the heart because we need both but we really need our hearts to lead right now and so this episode has talks about politics it talks about astrology it talks about both of us are got really vulnerable about our journeys and just really realizing that we are here to anchor in as multi-sensory beings you know and we are really cutting through the stigmas around astrology and all the what you would call the woo-woo is all becoming, you know, it's becoming the norm. More and more people are talking about meditation. More and more people are really interested in the power of the moon. More and more people are really honing in and are really waking up. And that's why all of this shit is being rocked right now because we are clearing out all of the debris of the really stagnant and fragmented energy that we've been carrying for lifetimes And so now is the time for us to really step up. Now is the time for us to really show up 
And now is the time for us to really reclaim our power and to really come together as a community. And I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. It's so powerful. And I love, I loved having this conversation with Evelyn. She was one of my first girlfriends that I made moving out here to Joshua Tree. And I met her. Um, she was like, I went camping with her and went on a little vision quest with her when I first moved out here. And that's when I knew I needed to move to Joshua Tree. And so she's she's been a very strong friend and ally. And, you know, we get to talk about astrology and meditation and crystals and the moon and the occult. And I don't get to talk about politics a lot with a lot of people. And I do. I've always been fascinated by it. And so when two air signs get together, we talk about a lot of things. <laughs> So essentially, it's been really fun to really just go go deep and stay grounded, but also have our head in the stars because, you know, we're, we're all here to really show up and we're here to really use our gifts to help elevate and uplift the collective consciousness to a space where we're all unified. There is no separation. We're all connected. And these esoteric really, these esoteric subjects are again, becoming the norm because we see that, you know, we've been doing this for lifetimes and we were really calling in the ancestors and these old ancient, ancient wisdoms and these old ancient teachings into the now to really be a beacon where we can bring this change into this new world that's been so centered on advancement and technology, but also really keeping it important to have that grounded what's going on. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode and heal the wounds. And I just want you, if you're, if this, you know, if you're feeling this conversation and you're really loving what's going on, like, please feel free to leave a comment either on SoundCloud or through the show notes here, or even on YouTube, because you can see our conversation live in my house. And, uh, I'm just so excited to be here with you and I'm excited to have you on this journey and, to those of you who have left reviews recently, thank you so much. I'm super excited to continue to bring these teachings and this workout to really support you. And I just, my intention is just to see a world where people are living authentically and they're living a real life. And we're really bringing in this high vibrational awareness to the planet and being able to give from the space of abundance and, you know, being really grounded in who we are and, it's just so beautiful to see how this has been really impacting a lot of people in a, such a positive way. And I just thank you so much for being here. And if you haven't left a review, I would love to hear how this episode, how these episodes and how this podcast has been helping you. It's been really fun to really go head first with this podcast and continue to share and educate and bring real conversations and real topics and be authentic with you and really show up for you. And I just want to say I'm just so excited to talk about astrology with this episode because it is truly the future. So it's the it's the future and this is the language of the future. I think more and more people are really connecting to the energies of the stars and the planets and being able to see that it's like it, you know, there's no there isn't a difference. Like the planets are the planets no matter where you are in the world. And so I just feel like as we continue to really dive in deeper with astrology and continue to learn these esoteric tools, we're able to connect on a deeper level around the world. And this is how we're going to really elevate and heal the collective consciousness of this planet. So again, thank you so much for being here. 
And I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. You know, it may trigger you, but if it does trigger you, allow yourself to really dive in and feel like, why is this trigger me? Where can I heal and where can I transmute and where can I see this as an opportunity for growth? Um, so my intention with this episode is just to really help bring more love into our political sector and to bring more awareness that to everyone and reminding everyone that they are enough, you are enough, and to just really reclaim your power back from the patriarchy because we are coming into a time where there is balance between masculine and feminine energy and yeah, right now it's there can be chaos, but after the chaos comes order. And so we just need to continue to come together as a community, come together as collective, as a collective of conscious beings to really support one another. And I'm just, again, so grateful for you being here. So without further ado, I would love and I am so excited to introduce to you this episode, Reclaiming Your Power from the Patriarchy Through Astrology with Evelyn Von Zuhl. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast, authentic conversations with modern medicine women and goddess penores alike, inspiring you to build your kingdom with grace. Okay, so if you're watching this on YouTube, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so I have Evelyn here, Evelyn Von Zuhl of Astrum Council. She's my girl, my J-Tree girl. Desert friends. Desert friends. So we're here at the Creuso Casita, aka my house. <laughs> and uh, I was like, hey, let's record a podcast episode tonight since we had this like super everything moon. That's what I've been calling it. Lunar eclipse, super moon, blood moon, blue moon, mm-hmm. in Leo, Aquarius rising. Damn. I mean, Aquarius sun. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I think the mascals are already kicking in, but uh, yeah, it's been super potent and this mm-hmm. it's yeah, I don't know. How are you feeling from this? I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling great. I feel pretty good too. I think just because my like Leo is I'm a Leo rising. Yeah, so it's in your first house. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm like cruising and like yeah. six months ago. I was at Oregon for the eclipse, as were you. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah, that was fucking wild, dude. I mean, uh, I, that was a very special, very special experience. I know I won't forget it. And I feel like, tell us a little bit about like six months ago to now, like how that portal is and then how like this next portal that we're in right now is preparing us for mm-hmm. the next six months. Mm-hmm. So the Leo Aquarius axis is a lot of fun. I like it. I love it. It's Leo, which is flamboyant, charismatic, loud, carefree, joyful, childish. And then Aquarius, which is radical and strange and weird and alien-esque. And so I really love the Leo Aquarian axis. Um, And... So moving forward into the next cycle, which is in two weeks, the new moon in Aquarius, um, there's so many themes for so many people. Of course, first, it depends on where it is in your chart. Um, It's actually in your 12th house. I'm looking at your chart right now. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. 
No secrets. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is in your 12th house. Um, so for you, it'll be a little bit hidden. And actually, a lot of what you do hide or have hidden in the past will come out. Ah! <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I've been like, for me, it's like I'm hearing a lot of the stop playing small. You know, and like really show up. Like I think yesterday for me, I was seeing a lot of myself sabotaging hmm. and how like I've been kind of like hiding with my business up until very recently. And now it's really time for me to really like step forward and to like really show up in the world. I feel like really owning that lioness part of me to like be like, okay, now I'm here to really make change. And we were talking before. We were talking before we were recording, and she's like, you're not going to like what I'm about to say, but you have a lot of the same chart as 45. Mm -hmm. And I already knew that. I was fully aware of that, and I used to work for a 45, one of 45's companies when I was in high school. I was working for the Miss Universe organization. Mm, so when I, have, when I hear like that, oh, yeah, you have a lot of the same chart as him, it's like, yeah, but I can see that as a way that like I can bless up and like really infuse my love and my light to hopefully help him make wiser decisions that are more centered in the heart mm -hmm. rather than so ego, which can be so the other side of Leo yeah. too. Like that's the shadow of Leo. <clears throat> yeah. We're clearly seeing it in Trump, the shadow side of Leo. Yeah. For sure. Because everything about him is ego. It's very sensitive, which is very characteristic of the ego too and it, it its priorities is to preserve itself any way it knows how or any way it possibly can so if there's ever a threat to his ego which is so inflated it just attacks the way like dirty too in order to keep itself on this pedestal well yeah it's like created for himself it's that inner child and that's what so much of this you wrote about it in a recent article, too. It's so much of the inner child and mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff really coming up, too. And I feel like that's why he had to be president was so that we can really face our inner child mm -hmm. and, like, really heal the parts. Our dogs are hanging out, so this is, yeah. this is life. <laughs> Arby, Arby and Bud, yeah, they're <laughs> hanging out. So you might hear dogs barking, but they're just having a good old time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, oh, there's a lot of, I feel like a lot of inner child healing happening right now mm -hmm. in the collective too. Yeah. Leo is, works with that child energy very well and the playfulness and in your charts, the fifth house, which in the Aries rising traditional chart, um, Leo rules or it's placed in the fifth house, which is the house of children, joy, fun, casual sex encounters. Um, and in the fifth house can show the kind of attention that you got or the attention that you did not get that later in life evolved into cravings of that attention, either whether or not you got it. So with Trump, <laughs> I mean, he was kind of an army brat, private school kid, and I think he got shipped away pretty quickly in his life. Didn't get a lot of attention as a kid yeah. from his parents. And so I feel like for him on his level, it's like when he puts himself out so that he can get love back from people to fill up that void that he did not get as a kid. 
It's actually kind of sad when we think of it. I know, Trump and that I, way. and we think we think so much. Like, I I just think a lot. I think being conscious is too. It's like being conscious, a conscious being. It's like you know, you recognize when other people act out. It's their own like inner like wounding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to be able to have a perspective where it's like stop like don't take it personally and just realize these are projections and unfortunately he's projecting with like a very high power right now mm-hmm. making a very high like seat mm-hmm. but just coming from that space of like empathy and compassion and mm-hmm. I know I feel I feel bad for him <laughs> a lot of times to for someone to be so unaware and being in front of millions of people. Can you imagine yeah. that your most raw self when you're not fully developed to be in front of millions of people, kind of like to be filleted open? That's vulnerability. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But if you don't have that awareness, it's like. Mm-hmm. Then you're just like getting beat up back and forth, trying to preserve that ego best you, as best you can. So inner child work with Leo is really great with the eclipse that just happened, um, the lunar eclipse in Leo um, yesterday morning, very early. For us, it was at 527 out here in the desert on the west coast. And um, yeah, it was bitching. It was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I woke up and I like did my yoga. I did yoga three times yesterday. I was like, I'm, I just really mm, went did, for it. How did you sleep last night, by the way? Last night, um, I just turned my phone off. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need sleep, especially after going to the Tucson Gem Show. I was like, mm-hmm. I haven't felt in my body yet, really, because I was around so much like potent energy between mm-hmm. the eclipse, between being around like millions of pounds of crystals and like so many people yeah super getting zapped and like even part talking about like inner child like seeing like how grateful I am like how I've been able to be able to be around that many people after being like having my lightning accident and not being able to be around people or like high energy like that and to be able to feel pretty grounded and like Content, I felt good, but for me, like I slept like a child last night. Like yeah. I was so tired. Same. I passed out so early. Yeah, but I've... there's solar flares going on right now too. Hmm. So it's like super heightened energy that's just really making us rest and chill out and sleep. And mm-hmm. well, perfect for the dead of winter. Yeah, but even though it doesn't yeah. really feel like winter out here. I know it's it was like eighty today. Yeah, it was like eighty today. <laughs> Went hiking. But my body, my biorhythm is still saying... It's winter. Go to bed. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, inner child work is great right now. For me personally, how it's been coming up is I'm seeing um, how... How I crave attention from people and what I do to get it. Um if I don't get it or if I don't feel like I'm being heard, then that's been a big reflection for me for this eclipse to meditate on and like hear yourself. Yeah. 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 Like it's okay. You don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> like no lashing out. I'm a Scorpio rising <laughs> Pluto, <laughs> Pluto conjunct Mercury in the first house. So like my initial reaction to outside so. Uh, forces can be biting and it can be 
more on the negative side, which I acknowledge and I work towards calming down Mm -hmm. Um, and reflecting on it and seeing how maybe that's not me, but something that was conditioned in me from when I was younger, um, from not getting certain attention and love that I needed. Yeah. And it's really interesting you say that because I feel like going back to like these politicians and stuff too. So many of them are stuck in the upper triangle, like the higher chakras, because like so much of the patriarchy was like Mm. repressing the body, Mm. you know, and so much like shaming women's bodies with like reproductive rights and like, you know, seeing women as like objects and yes, commodities, yeah, putting a value system on everything, right, which is very Saturnian and very earthy. Um, also Saturnian being putting a system on something or a structure around something and earthy being putting a value on a commodity. So they, they do well for us by giving us systems to work with. Otherwise we would just be floating around in space and making up prices for anything that we desire. Um, but we kind of do. But in, <laughs> in general, yeah, the, yeah, it's very Saturnian that there's like restrictions of like you can't. Ah, oh, taxes is a good example. Yeah, taxes. <laughs> Wait, okay, so this is, I'm really excited about talking about taxes because Evelyn's Ooh, so hosting <laughs> a taxes for creatives class. And what day are you hosting it? On February 6th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so 8.30 Eastern. And so I just want to say, like, I took this class because she, like, she brought it to us desert folk first. (laughs) And so we were all at our friend's house and all with our notepads, like, taking notes and, Mm -hmm. like... This girl was on fire about it. She just kept being like, I don't even know who I am right now because she's so just weird. so lit up about taxes. I know. I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why it just makes sense to me. So tell us about your story about like how like your tax background. Like what like. So, okay. Very good example of the Saturnian political system. And like, I don't know, you know, there's the conservative side and the liberal side I consider myself to be a little bit more liberal obviously obviously (laughs) and my stepfather was my accountant um back around 2011 2012 and Obama was president and he was adamantly against Obama so much so that he did not pay attention to any of the tax breaks that were going around and he did my taxes I was a first year freelancer and he totally dropped the ball on getting me um, massive deductions through the Obama era tax breaks. And so once I found out, I was so mad. And ever since then, I just told myself I would do my own taxes. I'm taking it into my own hands. Um, and I'm, yeah, I've been doing my own taxes ever since. So. Um, IW2s and 1099 freelance um, self-employed and yeah I don't know why I really enjoy it it feels really empowering the first time that I did it and the first time I hit submit it felt so strange it was all it was like I hit enter I was like that's it it's done like I did it oh okay this is thing that is 
that is made into such a huge monumental hill to climb. Like they make it seem like you can't ever do it on your own or it's so hard. Like, you know, the whole dialogue that we have in America around paying taxes is always like, it's such a dread and you, no one ever yeah. wants to do it. But that's a heavy like thing to cut through too. Yeah. It's just another thing because like I feel some, like even two episodes before I had Laura Rose Duong and we had, I actually debuted that episode the day after your your, mm. your taxes class that we took. So it was like very interesting how like had auspicious like how that all lined up. Yeah. And uh, I just feel like so many of us have to really work on shifting our relationship with our money and like talking about money because mm-hmm. we are see- like everything is energy and it's just another form of energy. So mm-hmm. that's part of like a masculine structure for you to really become aware of the money that's coming in and out and the money that's ready to come back to you mm-hmm. so that you can be more in that Shakti creative flow as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, and as the Divine Feminine rises, we can't just stand on the sidelines and hope that there will be a system for us that is created to function in the real world. I mean, real as in the what, what's going on right now. Yeah. But, um, you know, we have to also take part in these political structures. And the more that I did my own taxes, the more I was able to see politics um, from a different level, to see the underlying um, dialogue that was happening. So like when politicians speak in public, they're really talking to themselves and they're really talking to them and like their friends. They're not really talking to the general public. No. And when you see, when you learn the lingo and the dialogue of taxes and uh, small business, then you really start to see what they're talking about um, and understand who they're talking about, what kind of changes that they want to make and who it actually will benefit. Like the new tax plan that Trump push through for 2018 for this year, which will change a ton of deductions for small businesses, which I foresee prices of products going up because of it. Um, Because a lot of times, well, you can charge tax on your product, but we're, they're taking away a ton of deductions. And if we all, if you imagine all entrepreneurs, all small business people, which is like majority of California, Um, knew heavily what was going to happen, how this was going to change. Like, we would have changed it. This women's uh, group that is growing in America, like, if we had been aware of the change in the tax bill, I'm sure we would have stopped it. Um, It's taking away a ton of deductions for small businesses, and it's going to be pretty unfortunate. Yeah, because things are, I mean, I feel like more and more people are going into small business, so it's just another hurdle as small business people that we have to Mm -hmm. really fight for. Yeah, and there's a bigger push for self-employment with companies now because they don't have to pay for the employees, social security, and health care. Because when you work for a company, like say you get a W-2, See, now as you triggered my taxes thing, (laughs) now I'm like, something's coming over me. (laughs) So when you get, like, when you work for a company and you get a W-2, the company pays half of your social security. 
and they pay for half of your health care bill. And depending on what state you're in, certain other fees. Um, but then when you're self-employed, you pay full price on your own mm-hmm. for that. And so that's why companies love hiring self-employed people because then they don't have to pay for it. And also they're not legally bound to that employee. Yeah, no maternity leave, like any of that. Right. But on the flip side, it's good for the self-employed person because then they can write off a shit ton, like mileage and everything. But with the new tax bill, it's really going to kind of mess that up. It's Hmm. not going to be as pretty to be self-employed. We'll fight. We got it. Yeah, yeah. I... It's going to be interesting, though, too, because, like, we're in a midterm election year, so this is why it's, like, super important to really, like, go out and vote, because right now the Republicans run the House, the Senate, and the White House, so, you know, it's important to really, like, be an American citizen and really stand up for, like, what's important and, like, really use your voice and get involved. Mm -hmm. Yes, and by... Being a woman or feminine identifying person who wants to marry the masculine and feminine within, it's a very auspicious time to, this is not as glamorous, but getting into the tax system, getting into the political spectrum so that we're aware and we're able to balance the two. Because it's a part of life, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Like, there's always going to be a politician somewhere. It's it's never going to change. Mm-hmm. So we may as well learn to like to. It. It's not even to like one up, but it's just to like have a step ahead right. of awareness. Yes. And that's what's really interesting too is because when you think of masculine energy as it rises up the chakras, so like as the kundalini rises, that's actually the awareness. Like that's the path to enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And the feminine comes from the upper chakras down mm-hmm. for embodiment. And manifestation. Hmm. So that's why so many of these politicians are stuck in the upper triangle and they've completely mm. disassociated with the lower triangle to go back to that inner child's talk. Yeah. Because so many of them have so much inner child wounding mm-hmm. that they've completely repressed and are living like pretty miserable lives. If like they're pretty miserable, you know, like to me, I feel like if you are like consciously, nice. consciously like not giving a shit about people and just your own benefit. For the you know? ones that are taking bribes under yeah. the table, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I can just see a lot of them, like, with their energy, it's just, like, I feel for them because I can tell, like, they're, they not, don't, happy. they're not happy. No, because, I think, wasn't it Plato who said uh, the the leader who should be leader would never actually want to be a leader because they know the weight of responsibility that that has on hundreds of lives, hundreds of thousands of millions of lives. It's a commitment. Yeah, yeah. You have to be completely selfless to want to be in that position, a true selfless person versus an egotistical person who wants the notoriety and fame. Which is still also very Piscean. Like that whole, like, I don't know, I just feel like it's still the old paradigm of, like, need of approval for something outside rather than, like, even going within and... Finding that that happiness and that stillness within, like finding that completion within. I think Mm. a lot of it has to do with like the you complete me kind of bullshit Mm. that we were conditioned to believe. Like something outside of you or something's going to complete you rather than going within. Mm Because I feel like a lot of those people, they don't really take the time to go within. No, yeah. 
Not often. But things can change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things can change. So I want to also talk about, because um, I know you're talk, you talk a lot about Mercury in your class too, but I want to talk a little bit about um, Mercury retrogrades and this upcoming Mercury retrograde because I know a lot of, like, now that Mercury retrograde has kind of become mainstream, everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, Mercury retrograde, it's the end of the world. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder uh, if those are people who are planted into the system to make it seem crazier than it really is. But yeah. when really people are like, I don't care. Yeah, I love Mercury retrogrades. I mean, I am Mercurian. Like, that is me. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel when it happens? You love it? Mercury why, retrogrades? Why you love it? I love Mercury retrogrades because it's my time to go within. And being an amnivert, like, I love going, like, being super... Um, I'm an extrovert, but I love being an introvert, too. Mm. So during... For me, I like that. yeah, during <laughs> for me, like uh, Mercury retrogrades because my sun and my moon are both ruled by Mercury, and my Mercury is in Taurus, I can get kind of stubborn with the way that I communicate, too. And so, it's just like, um, that's just an opportunity. Oh, that's what that is, <laughs> Bish, no, <laughs> uh, but no, but it's a way like, I love Mercury retrogrades because it's time for me to do all the reason to really revisit. And I'm at this point where I feel like it's been really interesting because even with what's going on, like through social media, I mean, you run a small business too and using so much, and I'm just seeing more and more people, yeah, right now talking about like Instagram algorithm and how it's like. They're freaking out because, like, they've put so much energy in and their engagement isn't happening. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, again, like, I think so much as millennials in our society, it's, like, looking for that outside approval. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you get a participation award, you know, and that oh, whole kind yeah. of thing. You know, that's going to be part of the inner child healing that's happening. Yeah. Um, I digress a little, but I think they're all kind of relative um, so yeah, so I just feel like for me, Mercury retrogrades is a time where I really like am able to go within and really revisit. And um, a lot of times, my shit can come up, but I know it's coming up to be healed and transmuted so that I can really like show up mm-hmm. because I know I'm here to do big work. And so for me to do big work means I have to like do my own big work and to like really be able to like face my own shit, you know, and really like get real with myself about what's been my triggers, what's, where do I need to love myself more, where can I forgive myself, where can I forgive others more. You get all that from Mercury Retrograde? Yeah. Dang. I know, dude. That's a lot. I know, it's a really intense three weeks for me. (laughs) Some people are just like, my car doesn't work. (laughs) Oh no, I'm like, in it to win it. I think because my sun and my moon are in it, so it's so powerful for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm at this point too where I kind of don't want to be doing like, I kind of, like, want to disconnect from the world a little. Like, now, like I said, going back with these, like, Instagram algorithms and stuff, I'm seeing more and more people take time, like, time off from it. Because it's, like, so... I noticed that wave that happens. Yeah, Yeah. because I think, like, so many people are sick of, like, trying to, like, feel like everything needs to be perfect. Like, my feet needs to be looking great, and it has to be at this perfect time, and it has to, like be in this order like I think it's just so much more work than what we need to do and then mm-hmm. I don't know and then you've got like a system like Instagram that's making money uh, if you're using this like any time uh, the more you use the site the more they're making money off of you 
And so there, it's like kind of like a mind fuck in a way. Like, oh, like they people like are getting pissed that their shit isn't being seen. Yeah. And they're on the app longer to try to figure out ways to, to really make it work. Just, really, they just want you to pay for every single yeah post that you do. Yeah, I've started to cut back. I had it's like I would use three different apps to get one post done and like okay I have to change the size I have to change the color I have to do this and I have to do this in this app and then like it's too much it's too much it's too much I need just like get simple keep it simple stupid yeah is my motto for this year so how do we keep <laughs> how do we keep mercury retrograde simple stupid by doing the work before it happens <laughs> By making sure all your shit is backed up, making sure that all of your communication is right, and really um, letting go a little bit, like letting go of being perfect, which Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo, and Virgo, as we all know by now, is about perfection and keeping things pretty and neat and tidy and healthy and like getting that precise moment, like that perfect yeah microsecond but I get it kind of getting that all out of the way before mercury retrograde comes in so that you're not so stuck on the outcome and it's more about the journey and it's not about the end result because mercury retrograde if you're trying to get out of yourself will push you back in and say, no, how about you think about what you're doing first? <laughs> so when is the next Mercury retrograde? It's, um, I have my app open March 22nd, because surprise, I don't have everything memorized. Uh, March 22nd. And then it ends like the day before taxes are yeah, due. Yeah, the 15th. It ends the 15th, and then it's also, I think, I don't have my calendar up, but the 15th of um april is a pretty big day by the way i have a calendar that i am offering with the taxes uh for creatives webinar that has all of the mercury retrogrades the new and full moons the eclipses solstices and i'm integrating the pagan holidays and you know i also add xmas because you have to have christmas but it's in small font So I'm trying to move away from the patriarchal um, holidays that have been created for us that actually are overshadowing the true meaning of the holidays. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, it was once kind of worship of the planets and the stars and the seasons and the earth. And then somehow it got very... Yeah, high-minded, very human mm-hmm. mind, and then we created human <clears throat> forms for everyone. And Yeah. So why do you feel like astrology has been so popular lately and people are, like, really, um, like, aware of the Mercury retrogrades or, like, people are really, like, honing in more on these full and new moons doing mm-hmm. rituals? Why do you feel like it's finally, like, really showing up? Um, you know, I there, uh, NPR just put out a really interesting article about why millennials are so interested in astrology lately. I glanced through it because I'm like, I'm, I know about this already. I don't need to read this. But <laughs> <laughs> we only um, have so many hours in a day. <laughs> yeah. Like, but cool that NPR is talking about it. Uh, the re- what I think is, I guess I can only speak from my own personal experience. 
um, because it's probably similar to a lot of people. And my own personal experience is that I grew up in a Christian home, um, very Christian, went to church every Sunday, stood in church and watched everyone praise Jesus and kind of was confused and didn't understand why they were so emotional about it. <laughs> also, we went to some pretty interesting Korean churches. If anyone's gone to those, they like speak in tongue oh, and yeah. do like bop on the head and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all that fun stuff. That. I would like come home and my mom was speaking tongue. I just like like walk into the next room and eat my snacks. Um, so that's the home I grew up in. And I just did not feel connected to it at all whatsoever. I had I had no attachment. And for a while I thought it was this because there was something wrong with me. Um, the Christian and Catholic, well the Judaic religion sort of preach that if you're not in this way then you're wrong and you're damned to hell um and so it kind of scared me growing up to even think about going a separate way um until i started learning more about astrology i'm like this makes so much sense it mm. felt like a guilty pleasure at first <laughs> i was like this feels really good it feels really good and it feels really right but so wrong mm. because it's against what you were raised, what I was raised yeah. as. And so I had to go through that whole shedding of the identity of that child, the root connection of that um, thought process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that guilt and shame. And then eventually felt fine. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, so I guess, in short, trying to find a truth, my own truth. Yeah. But why do you feel like it's being, like, huge right now with, like... I think like, same reason. Yeah. That a lot of people are going through the same exact things. We, in America, specifically, we've grown up with parents who were Christian by name, but not necessarily... Practicing, practicing. the true, like, evangelical mm -hmm. way. Or, like, this having that spiritual connection... And so it seems more like a social thing. Yeah. Or a cultural thing. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I think that, and also because of the new age that we're coming upon, we want more truth. We want real truth. We want to know more about ourselves. We want to know why we are the way we are. Um, as a human as humans, the way that we've evolved now, we're getting to a point where we're okay. we've got our structures in place, we've got our roofs over our head, we have our agriculture in line, we've kind of gone through the zodiac, right? We've gone through like the, all the stages, we're born, we have identity, we know how to protect ourselves, we really don't have anything to be afraid of for the most part. We're not going to get eaten by a bear randomly or a cougar. Um, and so now we're looking for a more divine connection, a more spiritual connection. And although Christianity helps a lot of people, it's the biggest component of the 12-step program. It's not really giving people a full, in-depth spiritual experience because it's something outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. Astrology is about learning how 
you are integrated with the universe. Well, it's because like so many of the planets, we are like the energy and the different molecular structure of these stars are also within us. So I feel like as we continue to learn more about these star structures and even influence of the planets, it's helped. It's really affecting our energy too. I think mm-hmm. as we are also becoming more, we're becoming increasingly sensitive. Yeah. So to be able to have another layer to like be aware of like, oh, solar flare is coming. Oh, Mercury retrograde is coming. Oh, like this, this planet mm-hmm. is, is becoming like the more dominant planet of, that's ruled by it, that's mm-hmm. ruling the sun right now. Yeah. And I think, I think what's interesting and important with learning about transits is like the conversation that we just had. Oh, how does Mercury affect you? Yeah. How does it affect me? It's not going to affect everyone exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. And you know the way it affects you because you've been doing your own self-awareness journey and you've been finding out about how the planets affect you personally. Mm-hmm. And that is a really big component of astrology that might get overlooked sometimes. Um, but the deeper you go in, the more it becomes more apparent that the planets affect people, each individual differently. Yeah. And it's not that it's something that... It's not like this planet is an external source, like a deity that's coming in and doing something to you. It's that your personal makeup, your cosmological makeup is reacting to the energy that Mercury is projecting onto Mm -hmm. you a certain way. Yeah, and I also feel like because we're living in such a high, fast-paced world now, being able to connect with these these planetary elements and the energies that they do is kind of like an advantage. It's like mm-hmm. having a step ahead, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this planet is happening right now. Like, I know from my own awareness and through my own experience, like, not to do this today mm-hmm. because, like, this is happening. Or, like, I'm going to go a little more introverted. Mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of which, the Republican Party totally has a astrologer oh totally they totally have an astrologer because the bill that they passed the 2018 tax reform bill was passed at like 3 a.m in the morning during a void yeah yeah random time no it was in between voids it was like right before the void was gonna start and it was like right after mercury went direct it was like right in between this like perfect little window of time I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. You're not making it any more obvious. So whenever they pass bills that are like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., random, Sunday, question it because that's not normal. <laughs> mm. And it's good to know these things, too. Like, I feel like more and more calendars and planners that I'm buying too, they're showing mm. more of these transit charts too. Yeah. To really be aware and to just be like, oh. Mm-hmm. So you know what's up. Note bene, you know? Like, yes. duly noted. Right. Like, yeah. And not necessarily to plan your life around these things happening, but to be aware. Aware. Yeah. Just be aware. Because... You know, when and to connect with your intuition too, with a yeah. lot of this too. Yeah. Because we are becoming multisensory beings, and to become a multisensory being mm-hmm. is to live beyond the five senses. And I feel like so much of us have been like conditioned through our food, through the junk we see on TV, to really calcify our pineal glands, which makes us like not able to connect to that intuition. So mm-hmm. as we become like more aware, doing more meditation, like eating, like. 
um, alkaline-based foods and like cleaner water and doing the work to really decalcify the pineal gland, we're also waking up to like, whoa, something's fishy or something's off right now. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're getting out of the robot, like mind control kind of yeah. space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to think outside the box, I think is the biggest thing. Yeah. And a lot of the readings that I do, um, people walk away with the validation of knowing that what they were feeling <laughs> is true. Is true. Yeah. And I think that it's helpful for people um, maybe just starting out or on the road to their path of self-discovery to, um, I mean, I wish that I had that on my path. I didn't really have a lot of outlets um, besides a couple of really great friends who were a little bit more advanced than I, but um, to have someone like an astrologer be like, yeah, you're like, this is what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, this is what I'm feeling. I think it's, it's like putting a name to a condition. Like when you put a name to something, you have a, you have this uh -huh. something to hold on to. Yeah. Like, oh yes, that is me. That's who I am. Yeah, well then it's like it's not you're not going crazy in your head. Like mm -hmm. sometimes too, it's like, oh like, okay, this is valid. This is like mm -hmm. what's happening. There's so many people that are so relieved when I tell them that they were born with Mercury retrograde. Because <laughs> they're like, why does it not affect me? Like because you are Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Like, oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So many people, when I say that, they're like, oh, it makes so much sense. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like as we continue to learn more and really educate ourselves more, I just feel like so many people I see now are so passionate about astrology. Yeah. You know? I, oh, it's, 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 it's not the woo-woo anymore. It's becoming the norm. Yeah. And it was the norm. Yeah. Well, that's what all the, the new norm. age is. All the new age is just going back to ancient ways of yeah. being. Yeah. Community and like coming together and like taking breaks from technology. Like this is, mm -hmm. and this is why I think it's like, I feel so blessed to be a millennial is because we're the last generation to remember what life was like pre and post technology. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's like way into the new age. And so we For had sure. to really make sure that we're really like honoring that and paying reverence to those times mm -hmm. where not everything is so reliant on technology. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, we're using technology right now. We're surrounded by all these this tech stuff. Cool. Like mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not bashing it, but there's also like a boundary that needs to be really addressed and like mm -hmm. okay, like human interaction. A lot of people like the zombie apocalypse is just everyone on their fucking phones walking around, you know? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about something that I've been really passionate about and I'm like slowly working on like grand article of Uranus. Um, oh, yes. Moving into Taurus because it's going to be there for quite some time. And when does that happen? It's in March, I think. That's pretty I have my exciting. son in the twelfth house, so I don't remember details. Very <laughs> um, it's oh no, it's not the. Let me look at this. I'm looking at my ephemeris. By the way, I use I. Oh, you can't see it. Sorry, but maybe I'll um, we'll put, put it, it in the description. Yeah. Um, it's called I ephemeris. Uh, it's for iOS, and it moves into Taurus on May 15th. 
the other month. Month. Mm. <laughs> May 15th. And um, we'll definitely feel it. A lot of posthumanist rhetoric will come up. Um, biology. It changes every 60 years, right? Um, so? Not that long. No. Uranus is like... Like 14, I believe. Still a big chunk. Yeah. Oh, no, it's only seven. It's only seven. Seven years? Yeah. Okay. Um, But anyways, going back to Uranus, Taurus. mm Mm-hmm. So Taurus being the an earth sign. It's very physical, sensual. Um, It's about our, our connection to reality through our five senses. Uranus, a very technological um pretty high-minded psychic and by means of mental transference so the internet um (laughs) and technology will be in this sign that's very sensual which is interesting with net neutrality yeah i can see that i can see that happening um but it's going to, like, I'm thinking VR. Oh, yes, all the virtual reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, VR for sure will be huge, connect, who's usually connected with the Uranus and Taurus era. Um, merging human sensory with technology. Um, so anything that's like touch, sight, taste, smell, hearing. Um, those will probably see huge um, jumps in technological advancements. Robots, man. Regarding that. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And what else? Taurus is ruled by Venus. It's very mm-hmm. sexual. It's, it's cuddly. You know, I've been seeing a lot of um, robot women being built for... Yeah. Sex, sex toys. toys. Yeah, I saw yeah. a whole thing on. Uh, I think it was like Vice. Yeah. Yeah. That too is another thing. Whoa, <laughs> that's a crazy industry. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I see that connected to Uranus and Taurus, um, and maybe also merging our being more, allowing it to not be a taboo, but allowing it to be more socially acceptable to be that intimate with. A robot. Wow. Trip. Yeah. So I definitely see that shifting <laughs> for the next seven years. Wow. Yeah. I feel like with the advance of technology, it's for sure. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Oh, also, because Taurus is the throat mm-hmm. and it's the voice. So if you think like transferring the voice from one place to another with the mind. Like telepathic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, beaming messages that you can hear. So how do we use that to an advantage that actually supports the highest benevolence of truth and love? Being self-aware. Just being aware of your own self, your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own senses, connecting to your body. In a physical way, as much as possible before Uranus so coming, exists. So coming back into our bodies. Yeah, before this Uranus comes in, because once it comes in, then it's going to be easier to kind of go out 
into the so ethers. So more meditation, more nature, more grounding. Yeah, yeah. More inner child work so you can heal the bottom triangle because the mm. bottom triangle relates to our physical being and then mm-hmm. the upper triangle is your spiritual being. Mm-hmm. And Uranus is up here too. So In the crown. Mm-hmm. Uranus is up here and Taurus is... Down. Yeah. Yeah. It's right here. Around here. And here. Yes. So it's merging the two. Maybe so that the bottom can rise up and speak its truth. Mm. In radical ways. So allowing your, phys- like, the physical... Well, I think the, the biggest thing is just, like, being aware in your body so you can allow the manifestations to come through. Yeah. Not be scared. Yeah. Yeah. Like ground into your truth, ground into your intuition and your like your gut feelings. Mm-hmm. On a very random mundane note, people born with Uranus and Taurus will probably have very unique voices. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so interesting. Uh huh. Maybe. What if there's a tr- implant for a voice that just like is like a trach changes everything? Yeah. Kind of like reminds me of Up when the dog had like all the different voices. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. And there's this new earbud that you can, it automatically translates every single language into your ear for you in real time. That's kind of like what Google's been doing with an app too. Yeah. I think if you go to like other foreign countries and stuff and... Mm-hmm. translating in that way yeah i saw a little ad for this device not too long ago trip mm-hmm. so that's another thing too the voice translating it through a technological aspect to help humankind yeah let's us. all talk about like doing this to, like help the people right <laughs> like let's see let's pray mm-hmm. that it's all for the the benefit of and good of all yeah if there was a way that we could have one language or one way to communicate oh i know it's called astrology (laughs) (laughs) oh something that everyone can figure out (laughs) yeah because it means well pretty much means the same even if it's vedic or western it mars is mars yeah wherever you go mars we no one fights about the, the planets. Thing. Yeah, it's the same wherever you go. Oh my god, all the dogs are trying to jump on our laps right now. <laughs> um, okay, so before we end, I want to ask you a couple fire questions. What is your spirit animal? Raven. Ooh, why? They give me gifts. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're always in places that help me in the right time. Uh, like I told you earlier about, I have a rabbit and I let him run around the yard and one day I was outside with him in the front yard and all of a sudden I look up and there's a hawk hovering above us. I'm like, oh crap. And I kind of just watch his behavior to see what he's going to do. And then I see a, a raven fly in and swoop in and shoo him away. And that was really magical. I was like, thank you, raven. Another time I was taking a hike and there's a massive vulture that was circling around 
me first, I was like, oh damn, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Am I sick? I'm like, I'm not sick. Am I, I'm not dead. <laughs> and, but I was kind of legit freaking out. And the raven came by, swooped in and scared him off. And another time I was on a shoot, a photo shoot in my past, recent past life. I was <laughs> worked with a photo studio. Um, and we were on a shoot and these two ravens were circling above us. And I was standing on top of the stairwell or staircase outside that led up to a pool and everyone else was sort of below just watching. We were setting up a shot and the two ravens were circling and one of them dropped a stick right next to me, like right here. And everyone saw and we're all like, whoa, that was Trippy. so for you. Like it could not have not been for you. Um, and a dream that I had to where Raven came and visited me and I just knew that he was mine. So. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay, so what would you say is a mantra that's really <coughs> resonating with you right now? Oh, there's our dogs. Um, a mantra that's really resonating with me is I'm a motherfucking ray of light. I am a motherfucking ray of light. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Cheers to that. Cheers to that, dude. Yeah, fuck yeah. Rays of light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My dogs are having too much fun. They're rays of light, too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what would you say to a skeptic about astrology? <laughs> There's like a... Isn't there a class for this in astrology school? <laughs> <laughs> What I would say, I wouldn't say much, honestly. I wouldn't say much. I would probably ask him or oppose him <laughs> how ask they're them. doing. How they're doing. I would ask them about their day. Why? Because people are skeptical of astrology. Skepticism is healthy. It's necessary. There's nothing wrong with it. The people who reject something without having experienced it is pushing something away from themselves that they're afraid of. Um, and astrology is inner work. So I would just ask them how their day was. Because maybe that in itself is as much inner work as they're going to do. <laughs> That's really how I approach those types of people. I love that. Okay, what would you say to younger Evelyn today? Oh, I would say... I would say... (laughs) (laughs) Um... I don't know, keep your head up. Keep your head up. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and then what would be one last like thing of advice or one last takeaway you would want everyone who's hearing this now? Hmm, one last piece of advice. Um, let's pertain it to astrology. I say um, don't ever feel deterred from it. Don't ever feel overwhelmed because it's overwhelming and there's a lot of information. Um, just because someone like me who works and uh, does astrology full time um, 
has a certain amount of knowledge, it doesn't mean that we are the end-all be-all. Um, astrology is in such a flux right now where it's open to so much interpretation. Although there's a guideline, um, we're really paving the way for transforming astrology into a new type that fits us. It fits who we are. Hmm. It's based off of an old system too. And it was very male dominated for a very long time. So switching it to be more feminine or fits. balanced and balanced, which would be switching it to be more feminine. Yeah. Um, yeah, is kind of the trend right now, but it's, yeah, it's evolving. Awesome. Yeah. So you make amazing charts too, birth charts and you do readings. Where mm -hmm. else um, can we find about your taxes for creatives class, which is also in the link mm -hmm. below February 6th? Yes. And what other, um, what, what other ways can we find you? Um, you can find me under Astrom Council, A-S-T-R-O-M council under everything I'm except there's a dot in the middle of oh, astrom council on instagram on instagram yeah but astrom isn't even a word that like that's why i have it because <laughs> it's a it's a word that i made so um that's how into like so cool you are just like making your own words now. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool yeah on instagram on my website astromcouncil.com the webinar class is astromcouncil.com backslash shop where you can also find all of the charts on there. They're printed on very nice deep matte paper. They're beautiful. And so there's no shine, um, fingerprint resistant for the most part. And um, yeah, it's all on that same page on the shop page. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for educating us and thanks for like talking politics with me. I know like we kind of went there today and probably yeah. triggered some things but this was part of the inner child healing work i guess <laughs> yes and there's not a lot of people that i feel like i'm able to talk a lot of politics about with a lot of people are like nervous about talking about politics with their business or mm -hmm. you know but this is like not the time to shy anymore like we have to speak up to make change yeah. and to educate yes yeah i will say what inspires me constantly is thinking about the um the Russian Revolution um, that happened before they, I mean, you know, they're kind of, the country's still a little wild in their politics. But you have a lot of the same chart as Putin. I do. And I have a lot of the same chart as so, Trump. So yes. we're, we're changing the world with light and love. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but what really inspires me is the, the revolution in Russia, the Russian Revolution. Look it up. How it started was a group of women workers who walked out on the job. And they changed the entire course of the Russian political system. So, who run the world? Girls. <laughs> Women. <laughs> Women! Non-gender non identifying. Femme. Femme. Femmes. Yeah, femmes. Fembots. <laughs> so, thanks everyone for listening and for joining me in, my, in the fireplace of <laughs> my house. And uh, we'll be seeing more of you next time. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.